This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There, thank you for joining me on the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 82. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what it's like to be a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I have a special guest, Samantha Brown. Say hi, Samantha. Hey. Hey. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. So for those of you who aren't familiar with who Samantha is, we did some coaching. I do the one-on-one coaching through One Organized Mama. So she was an actual coaching client um, that I worked with. Probably it was at the beginning of 2021, right, Samantha? Um, it may have even been in 2020. It's been a while. It's been a while, <laughs> yes. So here is the funny thing. She reached out to me because she was a new professional organizer We did some one-on-one coaching via the phone, and then as time kind of went on, I I stayed in touch with her. Um, She got into life coaching, and so that was something that I was actually really interested in for myself personally in 2021, towards the end. So um, I reached out to her, or she reached back out to me. I can't remember, but anyway, so we, so then she became my coach. And then from there, we've just sort of grown a friendship. And even so far as um, we were just talking, my sister is actually moving to the Tennessee area, Knoxville, Tennessee area where Samantha lives. And so I've actually connected her and my sister as my sister and her family make that transition um, and move to Tennessee. So Super, super grateful to have Samantha on the podcast. And like I said, she and I have so much in common. We started out as professional organizers and different, like we like to call them arms of our business have kind of grown and we're expanding in a lot of different ways. So in this episode, we're going to be talking all about that. So if you are out there and say you have a business And it's maybe been going really well, or maybe it isn't. And you feel like you need a change, but you, but you bring in money from that business, but you also want to maybe expand. Maybe you have different interests. Maybe you need more of a creative outlet, whatever it is. I promise you, we can relate to you. So let's get started. All right. So Samantha, what is your definition of being multi-passionate as an entrepreneur? Mm, So it means that I wear like 50 hats (laughs) on a (laughs) daily basis. (laughs) Um, For me, I never thought that I would be somebody that had multiple businesses. I always knew I was going to create something in my life. Like I just, I always had that inside of me that I would tell my husband, I'm going to create something one day. And he'd be like, yeah, right, whatever. 
And I thought it was going to be like a product. Like I was going to invent the next post-it or something. (laughs) Uh, But it turns out what, as I was starting my organizing business, I honestly felt the Holy spirit tell me this is what you're creating. Like you knew you were going to create something. This is your creation. And Ah. yeah. And for me, that was so, I don't know, like it was just such a moment of like, wow, I am inventing something that is not out there. I mean, there's organizing businesses, but me as an organizer and me having my own business, of course, I was creating from scratch. And so I think you almost get this like entrepreneurial bug where it's so much fun, even though it's stressful, it's so much fun that when you get other interests and other things that you're like, wow, I could do that. And it's a natural extension of what you're already doing. The next step is, okay, let's do another business. <laughs> right, exactly. So give a little bit of background for for the uh, listeners from what your different uh, passions are, what your different businesses are. Yeah. Um, so of course I'm an organizer in my area. Um, I do the like in-person home organizing. And then I have recently started a podcast, which is called Her Healed Heart. And it was through, um, I got certified as a life coach and I have life coaching clients. And then now I'm starting a podcast called The Pro Organizers Coach Yay! because I know I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to help other women that are starting their organizing businesses to be able to, you know, do it with with help and with a coach and with somebody guiding them and, and explaining what things are because I didn't have that when I was starting and I would have killed to have had somebody that was speaking into my life being like, okay, now do this step or what about this? Or have you thought about that? Or I don't know. Like I just, and I love coaching. Like the more I am coaching and it seems like the more women that have been coming to me recently are more business clients and being a multi-passionate entrepreneur, everything that they're asking, I normally have either an answer to or, or know how to figure out how to get the answer you know, coaching is just very natural for me. And so, yeah, so I've got podcasts, I'm a life coach slash business coach, and then I've got the organizing in person. And I can say I I can 100% vouch for Samantha. Um, In fact, I've had other listeners start some coaching sessions with her. And I can say this, like, here is the great thing. Like, number one, I love community over competition. I mean, Samantha and I both, we do the same thing. We're in the same industry. We're in the same world. And I love the fact that we can come together and, you know, help people in the professional organizing world out there because we come from a very different perspective. Like we literally come from different parts of the country. I've run my business in a, you know, in a large city on the West coast And, you know, she's in the South and a little bit of a smaller um, uh, area and stuff population wise. And not just that, but like the different experiences, like, I know we all do the same thing. We're, we're out there. We, we know generally how to organize for clients, but it is such a value to have somebody come together um, in this community, in the spirit of community and just offer advice out there. And so you guys will have to stay tuned because she and I are like brainstorming some really fun stuff that can really benefit professional organizers out there. And, 
And I highly recommend (laughs) reaching out to her for coaching, whether it be the life coaching or the business coaching. In fact, like I said, she and I have kind of formed a friendship now. So we do like what, like monthly calls and um, (laughs) depending on what we're doing or how busy we are. And then we coach each other just like, hey, how's life going? And where are you at? And what do you need? And that is invaluable to have when you're in business, no matter what the business is, is just to have like that support system, which is phenomenal. So I highly recommend that you guys reach out to her and um, give her a try. So, and for those of you that don't know what my background is, just in case this is the first time you're listening to the podcast. So I started as a professional organizer with one organized mama here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I grew and grew to where, um, I mean the, the business just, I got more business than I knew what to do with. So I started to build a team. So I had other professional organizers working for me for a few years. And then I just decided that was not the direction that I wanted my business to go in. So what I decided that I really wanted to do was to teach. I love teaching and I love, I'm such a talker and <laughs> a little too much of an oversharer. And so, but I'm happy. I'm like, I'm just going to capitalize on that and just tell everybody what it's like and what I know. And so that's why I brought the podcast. And then again, from that came the uh, coaching and I have some online courses, but also I decided you know, the truth is when you're kind of starting out with podcasting and teaching, it takes a while for the money to start kind of coming in. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that too. So I had another passion that I've always had. I always say I'm a super nosy person. I just like being in other people's homes. So I got my real estate <laughs> license. Sorry. <laughs> so true. I'm not, I mean, like, no shame in my game. Like I just like being in other people's homes. I think I like admiring it. I like to see like what inspires people to like decorate. And so, yeah, so I do real estate here in Las Vegas. I'm, we'll be doing it when I move to Georgia too. So I also wear a lot of different hats. So let's, we have an outline, but Samantha, let's jump around for just a second. Okay. Let's talk about what we call the shiny new object syndrome. So Mm. what, what do you think about that? So for me personally, it is, I have to be careful because I do have that entrepreneurial bug spirit, whatever you want to call it, where I can do a lot of things like there's not to be prideful by any means, but you know, there's a lot of things that I end up helping people with or that I enjoy And I have to be careful not to be like, oh, I can make a business out of that. Oh, I can do that. I can do, you know, and get overly um, excited because it's new and shiny and it's a new thought. And like for me with the podcast here recently, I honestly felt like, oh, well, maybe I'm just distracting myself because the stuff with Her Healed Heart is getting a little harder to come up with content. So maybe I'm, you know, it was just this fear of, am I distracting myself? Cause I don't ever want to do that. I want to make sure that what I'm putting out there is actually benefiting people. And so the way that for me, I figured out, is it, there's a couple ways I figured out that it was not shiny new object syndrome. And it was actually something that I was meant to do. Um, one of the ways was working with my coach, because when you work with a coach, like you're just able to look at your thoughts and your feelings and 
you know, go back and I don't, it's so powerful working with a coach. It is. And yeah. And so um, I did that. And at the end of the coaching call, she was telling me how excited I sound and how natural it flowed and just all of these things that I was like, okay, well maybe, maybe this isn't shiny new object syndrome. And then I was talking with a friend of mine that also has her own podcast. And she said, Samantha, do you not remember like a year ago, you saying that you wanted to teach professional organizers how to be an organizer? And I was like, no, I don't remember that. So I went back through all of my notes and I had pages and pages of the podcast content that I wanted to do for other organizers. I love it. So for me, it was a way of knowing that it wasn't just shiny new object syndrome, but it was actually what I was supposed to be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I believe um, Samantha and I both come from a place where a lot of our decisions are faith-based, like, you know, we're, we both believe in praying. Um, and I think a lot of that is like, sometimes when you need to tell the difference, I mean, like, I'm a believer. I, I had an interesting experience recently where I just literally went on my hands and knees and prayed and just became very, um, just started doing that. And then I started to feel like, okay, this is the right direction that I need to go. And so, yeah, if you are a believer, I highly recommend, I mean, pray because a lot of times what happens too with the shiny new object syndrome, I don't know if you face this in your personal life, uh, Samantha, but I know when I transitioned from being a professional organizer, podcaster, and then a realtor, my friends and family were like, oh, so now you're a realtor. Like, <laughs> great. Because five minutes ago, you were you were doing a podcast. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm still doing the podcast. Right. And then they're like, well, what happened to this professional organizing, one organized mama thing? I'm like, yeah, it just kind of evolved. And and then the, the doubt starts to see, seep in. And then you're like, well... I'm an idiot. I don't know. What am I doing? Like, <laughs> and it, it's really important. Like when you do feel that calling, when you do feel that pull to kind of put like blinders and earmuffs on and just be like, I'm, I'm going to focus on it. Cause like what Samantha and I were talking about earlier and she made a great point, like what you focus on grows and yeah, you're going to get a lot. And even from well-intentioned people, I, I don't think a lot of the people in my life are necessarily criticizing me, but they were kind of like, you know, they, they, they just, I, they didn't get it. They maybe aren't entrepreneurial minded. And so I have to be very careful to, of, of who I get that kind of advice from and kind of surround myself with people that just kind of get me. And so did, did and, you and with the coaching? Yes. And then I was getting ready to tell you. So with my husband, not too long ago, I had, I literally looked at him one day and I said, you know what? You're my family. I don't need you to be my fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it like set me free because I was, I kept going to him and being like, Hey, what, you know, what about this or what about that? Or, and it was the exact same thing you were getting from your family is, well, weren't you just doing this? Or what about this other thing? Or what does that even mean? Or, you know, things like that, because they have, God has not told them what he has told us for one of, what we are meant to do. Yes. And for two, they aren't in our head with us. You know, like they don't, they have not gone through all the thought processes we have gone through to get to the decision we're at. They just hear, 
the bouncing around and the big overall decision all of a sudden. So to right. them, it feels like it's out of nowhere where to us, we're like, well, I've been thinking about this for days. I've, I've talked to my coach. I've done a brain dump. I've, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And I think the thing is to remember, and I, this is a very recent re- uh, realization in my own personal life. Like I get my feelings hurt all the time. <laughs> I'm too. very thin skinned. I get very like feelings hurt kind of girl. I'm very much a people pleaser. And so mm-hmm. I had this revelation recently because I thought like, especially it started when I really started in, in real estate. Cause I thought like, you know, it, it's hard when like your friends and your family even sometimes don't utilize you in your business. And I thought like, ouch. And then I sort of had this moment. I got, I just simply got tired of getting my feelings hurt. And I realized like I, my family is my family. They don't have to be my customers or my clients. And same with my friends. Like my, when I get together with my friends, they, I don't want to hear every aspect of their work and they don't want to hear every aspect of mine. I don't also want to have to feel obligated um, to have to utilize them when we're making a big financial decision or I decide to hire someone to come help me with something. You know, I, I definitely feel like um, I can be very supportive, but it is not their job to be my c- customer or my client or just like you said, or even my fan. Like I... My a lot of my family and friends haven't listened to my podcast since it started because it's not for them. They're not in business. They, you know, time management organization is not really something they want to spend their time listening to. And so to just kind of forgive them for that and just realize like, you know, this is this is my thing. And it, it kind of it's very freeing, just like you said with that conversation with your husband. Yeah. And I think also giving like realizing the, maybe the blessing it is that they are not your client or customer Yes, because <laughs> every, like I just went and helped my aunt organize a few weeks ago and I automatically feel like I can't charge her what I charge other clients, even though right. I'm actually doing five hours worth of work for her compared to three hours for other people. Yep. And so to me, you know, I'm like, okay. So then I didn't even tell her a price. I said, whatever you think it's worth. She handed me a hundred dollars for five hours worth of work. Okay. And you know, so that in itself hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a blessing when you, when your family and friends maybe don't get what you're doing because then it doesn't blur that line. Yes. I I think that's, fantastic. And I think, um, just, yeah, just like I said, just knowing, and, and I'll get into this in just a second, how the importance of creating a support system, like Samantha and I've never met face to face, but like we found a support system within each other. So they're, especially in this day and age of social media and the internet and podcasting, like you are, so, it's you're, you would not, or you would be surprised of how easy it can be to, to create a support system where people just get you. And, um, and again, kind of alleviate that, um, that stress of, of having it be your friends and your family and in your personal circles. So, okay. So let's talk about when you are transitioning between your different businesses. So we talk about a lot, like we're wearing the different hats 
And like we just said, a lot of times the businesses can fill, fulfill a different need. For me, I, again, the creative side of me loves One Organized Mama. I can't let it go. It is literally my creation. It's like one of my children and it just fulfills this part of me. But I have had to have a really honest kind of look at the business and stuff because when you do something in this realm, like I said earlier, it's hard to get the money kind of coming in. And I put a lot of my heart and soul out there and, you know, it takes away time from my family and my other stuff. And so, you know, I have to kind of balance that and say, okay. And I always joke, my daytime job is the real estate. It's a little bit, um, easier to make money with that. It's not something that I have to teach people about. And, um, and even though it's a very difficult industry to also work in, but it does kind of help pay the bills. Um, but also I love the challenge of it. So whereas one organized mama really fulfills a creative need, that challenge where I constantly crave that challenge, that's something that the real estate part of my life really, um, fulfills. So, Talk a little bit about the different hats that you have to wear between your businesses, Samantha. Yeah. So I think it's very similar for me. I like the idea of what you're saying, your day job, (laughs) um, because it brings in the money. And that's my organizing business for me is every day in the morning, I try to put my organizing business and it's kind of like we were talking before also and to kind of jump around a little bit. But locally in person, having a business is my day job. It's what I do. But yes. then having the podcast and the coaching, I leave, I try to leave those for more of the afternoon, kind of after lunch. And so for me, the, the way it looks is before lunch, I'm an organizer. After lunch, I'm a coach and a podcast. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So let me ask you real quick. Do you find this like that you are naturally, naturally inclined to sort of do that? Like maybe do you feel like you're more motivated, well rested in the morning and that's why you kind of choose that. And then your brain or body kind of switch over in the afternoon. Like, do you think it's kind of almost biological? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of fell on me that way because when I started organizing and people were asking for like afternoon sessions or after they get out of work, at first you say yes to every client as an organizer, you know, because you're just happy to have a job. Yes. As time went on, I realized I have way more energy first thing in the morning and it helps me to do the session from like nine to 12 or 10 to one, like it being an earlier in the day thing. I can get up, I can go straight into work. I, can, I had that energy. I can bust out an amazing session for somebody where in the afternoons I'm more, you know, relaxed. I've had lunch. I'm almost ready for a nap. And so then I can just do the talking or the stuff that's on the computer. <laughs> Awesome. And, you know, I definitely relate to that. Like I, there's something about my mornings. I, uh, you know, kind of realized just a few years ago that I am more naturally inclined to be a morning person. And I feel like what has really helped me is that, especially when I switched over from working with clients in their homes and I just became a content creator with One Organized Mama, 
is that the mornings are when my brain is at its peak for creation. That's really where I do my brainstorming sessions and podcasting notes and, and that type of thing. And I've really just kind of gone with it because I have tried to do that in the afternoon or the evening. And I am braided. Like I am that person by like <laughs> 7 PM. I'm like a walking zombie. I'm brain dead. I'm just trying to get through the last couple of hours of my day. And I just, there's no way on earth that I can do that. But something happens in the morning where I just come up with these ideas. <laughs> so I've just made a practice of it and really kind of listened to my body and said, Hey, so let me that is a great thing about being an entrepreneur that you can, you do have the power and flexibility to sometimes arrange your day and your time to what best suits you for your business or whatever type of business that you're doing. And then once I kind of get that out, you know, I can jump in the shower, get, you know, dressed for the day, and then I can kind of get out there and hit, hit the streets and, you know, try to sell real estate. And, uh, and, and that just kind of, it, that's, how I've structured my, um, my time and stuff. So let's kind of dive into this a little bit more because I know a lot of times when people are like, yeah, this all sounds great, but like, how, how do I do that? It, tell me the exact steps, how, because I'm like running two businesses, you know, I'm a mom, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a wife, I have, you know, family obligations. I'm trying to have a social life and all this stuff. Like how do I do this? So let's kind of start diving into telling people like exactly what we do. And I'll just begin real quick, just because a lot of the listeners are familiar with the time buckets that I talk about in my time management program. And so that is really what I want to encourage everybody to consider doing. I, this is a practice that I've done for myself and it works really, really well. But basically I created what I call the time bucket system. These are all of the different areas in your life that demand your attention. So family, work, finances, physical health, social life, your house. Um, and also I have one in there for a quiet time because I think a lot of times quiet time is one of those things that are, it's so overlooked right now. Like we're pulled in a lot of directions. We don't ever get a break away from information overload and human beings should not have this much like stimulation and information coming at us. Like I, I can't help but think that it contributes to a lot of, you know, like anxiety and a lot of stuff that people really struggle with. So I intentionally put that in to remind people like step away from everything. You need a time in your day where you just step away. So what I encourage you to do, and this is again, something I talked about in my time management course is to do a practice of brainstorming. And again, for me, that is done generally early in my day. This is where I get everything out of my head and onto paper. And if I'm kind of like, what am I missing? That's when I refer back to my time buckets. And I'm like, Ooh, house, there's stuff that I need to get done for the house or, you know, I need to call that friend back or, you know, redo a budget or something. And I just write it all out, I get it out of my head and onto paper. Once I have it on paper, the next step is prioritizing. I kind of look at my week, look at where I'm at in my month and sort of just go through and prioritize what needs to get done, you know, as soon as possible, what can kind of be put off a little bit. And then I'm a 
big, big proponent of daily planning. And I don't mean that you have to have every second scheduled in your day. That's not what I mean by daily planning. And Samantha, we'll talk about this in a second, but we were talking about time blocking. So that's very much, and I know it's a very popular term right now, time blocking, but it is essential when you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So Samantha, like, what are your thoughts on time blocking and how do you do it in your life? Yeah. So mine is my calendar. My calendar is huge. Anything that I have, you know, setting up a consultation or a session or, you know, doing the podcast, whatever it is I'm doing, if it doesn't go in my calendar, I'm not going to do it. And so I didn't used to be this way. Um, I used to be a very kind of, you know, I ran late to everything. (laughs) I had no (laughs) systems. I had no plan for my day. I had none of that. And what I've learned is I literally just downloaded the calendar app where, you know, one whole page of my phone is my calendar. And then it allows you to color code. And so like my bills are blue. Um, My sessions of the things I have to actually do are like this really deep orange. So it stands out on the calendar when you're looking at the overall month. Mm -hmm. And then the things that can kind of take a back seat or, you know, they're not super important. They're kind of a a lighter orange, things like that. Like whatever makes sense in your head of how to do your calendar. But I highly, highly, highly recommend a calendar and keeping up with that calendar. That's the reason I use the one on my phone is just because my phone's always with me. So like I just had a phone call of a lady that's wanting um, a consultation right before we jumped on the podcast. Well, I didn't have to run and, you know, find my calendar or or figure out, you know, oh, I got to write this down. So I remember it later. None of that, because then I would never remember it. I just put it in my phone, set it up for the day we're having the consultation, blocked that time out in that color and then hopped on the podcast. Awesome. And I will say, because I know a lot of people, it's, there's always that talk between like digital or paper. And it's probably like maybe even an age thing. I don't know. But I like paper. And you are absolutely right. Like you have got to schedule your day as if you had a job for that you're working. You had a boss. Like, you know what your schedule is for that day. You were told you need to arrive by work at this time and that you were done with your work at this time. You have to do the same thing as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner. And I'm actually same. I am a calendar, uh, paper calendar queen. I love notebooks and paper calendars, but it's not what you use. It's how you use it. So just like you were talking about the color coding, I do it, but I make the practice of, like I said, every day doing the daily planning. So whatever works best for you, the point is not just purchasing the app or purchasing the the calendar, but what are you actually going to use? And so I know like in the morning part of my routine, you know, I I have certain things that I do every single morning. Um, And part of that is looking at my calendar, going through, okay, here's my priorities that I've set up for the day. Um, Some of them might be time sensitive. Some of them are like, I just need to get that done today. And then I can move on, scratch it off my list. The point is get in the habit of using it, whatever versus paper, it matters not. What matters is what are you actually going to use? 
So that's what my best advice is to anyone who are, you know, a lot of times I'll get the questions like, what kind of paper calendar? One that has dates, one that has a month, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And what I think is amazing is for you, you get up in the morning and look through your day. For me, before I go to bed the night before, I have all of my alarms of the day because when you use a digital, it allows you to put in the notification times. So I always put the notification time as 7 p.m. the night before. So every night at 7 p.m., I'm getting the dings of what I have planned for the next day. And then I'm able to look over it and kind of mentally plan out what I'm doing that next day. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk about notifications for just a second. Did I mention this in the podcast or pre-podcast? Pre-podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I know I just talked about this. Okay. I had a revelation last night. So yesterday was a busy day for real estate. So we're recording this actually on a Sunday. So Saturday was real estate related day. So that's when I had a lot of real estate stuff that I needed to handle, take care of, um, showings, emails, all of that stuff. Sunday, I knew I didn't have anything pressing for real estate, but it was devoted to one organized mama tasks. And so I had this podcast recording. I have um, a couple of coaching calls um, that I need to get done today. So last night, I was kind of just tired and ready for bed kind of early and stuff. And I just, I I glanced over at my phone and I was like, why do I have so many notifications on my phone? And so I just was going through clearing them out. And then I just thought, like such a simple thought, like turn off the notifications. Like I can go in and turn them on and off as I need, but notifications can be one of those distractions. And if I know that tomorrow morning, there isn't anything pressing for my real estate clients, it's Sunday, title companies aren't open. Most banks and lenders aren't working on Sundays, if any, um, and turn them back on when I need. And it was just such a like aha kind of moment for me because, uh, again, I use a paper calendar. So I was like, you know, I just need to give my brain a break and not have to worry and stress every time the light, even because, you know, even when you turn your phone to silent, that light still lights up when you get the notifications and it can be very distracting. So remember, you can be encouraged. Sorry. No. (laughs) On that, I was just going to say that. um, So, for not just those notifications, but just being online in general, one thing I've been working with my coach about recently as being a multi passionate entrepreneur is what am I doing that is actually moving the needle forward? Yes. And Because what happened to me was a few weeks ago, I got very distracted by social media, by making sure my posts were good and I was posting the right thing. And did I get interaction and blah, 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 blah. And yes, that stuff is great. But what I have learned is it stresses me out. Like it makes me moody. It just makes my day not good. And so I have started where I'm only I'm time blocking out time to be on social media, but it's a very quick, like five minute, get the post done, hit send, don't even engage again. Right. Because it was stressing me out so bad. And as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, when you're stressed, nothing else is going to go right. Like your day is it's just not good. 
And so making sure that, like you were saying, that quiet time, your mental health, like it has to take priority of what makes the most sense for you and for your sanity. Absolutely. And I'm telling you out there, like I am, you know, I have one organized mom on Instagram, but I have to tell you, like, there is so much pressure and stress when it comes to social media. People have this thing, like, I have to be, I have to be on social media. I have to really nurture it and give it a lot of time. It is a black hole sometimes of our time. And we all know that. And I always challenge people, like, if you don't think you spend that much time on social media, I challenge you to put the timer on your phone or the stopwatch thing or whatever before you click on any of your social media apps. And then when you click off, see how much time you actually spent in that app, because it is designed to be a time suck. And, and like you said, as a, as a small business owner, we're constantly like, Oh, so-and-so has more followers or more likes, or this post only got three likes. Is it because I chose the wrong color or the wrong font or, (laughs) You know, people just don't like me at all or whatever it is. So, yeah. So be very mindful of your time. And when you are a multi-passionate and have different businesses going, um, you have to be a master of your time. You really do. Now, that does not mean you're working all the time. That doesn't mean you have this constant hustle type of mentality. The, the purpose is, is that you just have to be very conscientious about the time you spent. And that leads me into sort of goal setting. So let's talk about that for just a minute. Um, Because I love what you said about what your coach talks about as far as, you know, what are you doing with your time? And because that's ultimately, you have goals, right? Yes. Yeah. And with, um, you know, being a life coach and a business coach myself, Like I know that there are these certain like templates that you can use and they're called like one of the goals setting ones is called smart goals. And it's like, you know, is it um, something for us measurable, attainable? Specific. um, I think it's. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Specific, (laughs) measurable, achievable. Anyways, it smells out. It spells out smart. Yes. And those types of things as a business owner is very important because if you don't know what you're trying to achieve, if you don't know your time frame, if you don't know what your goals are, how are you ever going to get there? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is so important for you to know. And like, I, I know it's a very common, like, know your why. Why are you doing this? It is important. And sometimes that can be, again, overcomplicated, like everything else can be yeah. in this world. <laughs> but just simply know your why. Like, if your why is, I just want to be able to work from home so that I'm here for my family or my kids more, that's okay. That's, that's enough. You know, I just want to be able to make enough money to have these financial goals. That's awesome. And it can be a combination of a lot of different things. So it is important to know, like, why are you doing this? Because I tell you, burnout is real. It is real and it is hard to overcome when you're really, you know, the the self-doubt is really creeping in. You're physically tired. You're mentally tired. Um, As professional organizers, sometimes (laughs) we do that thing. It's, I love professional organizers who are very honest about this, but when we go and we beautify someone else's home and then we come home to the 12 loads of laundry sitting on our couch and you're just like, 
uh, you know, and you're, you've just been so busy nurturing your business that things are kind of, you know, not coming together in your own home. So I think it's really important to set goals and to really know your purpose and why you're doing something. And you can, goals can change too. But again, are you, what you're doing with your time right now, is that really moving the needle? If you're stressing about your social media posts and if you use the right font, like, does that ultimately lead you to your goal or your bottom line? So really being mindful of how you're spending your time and again, like Samantha has said, like what you spend your time on and put energy into, that's what's going to grow. And whether it's negative or positive. Yeah. And then also the other thing that we uh, or figured out during my coaching session was the phrase back to the basics. Oh, do tell. Yeah. So I had gotten so overwhelmed and I, and burnout was very much sneaking up on me. Like I felt like it was about to take me out. And so as I was talking with my coach, I was like, I just want to do the things of course that move the needle forward, but I want them to be simple. Like I just want, you know, I want to figure out because as women, as entrepreneurs, we overcomplicate everything. Yes. And like you were saying, if we're focusing on, you know, the font or the color or the this or the that or, you know, the comparison game, all the things or trying to be perfect. And I was doing all of those things and I was stressing myself out and none of it was moving the needle anywhere. And it was just it had me in this tailspin. Yeah. And so when I realized if I could go back to the basics and look at everything of is it actually helping and does it matter? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I absolutely agree with you on that. And I think one of the most important things to do to, to overcome a lot of those negative aspects of what we do to ourselves and what it kind of brings out in us is really making sure we have really good and strong support systems in place too. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about that real quick and touch on that because I think a lot of times, like we were talking about earlier, it's not necessarily your friends and your family. Like, yeah, it would be awesome if you, you know, had like the friends that were like, tell us all about your business and we're going to share all of our <laughs> social media, <laughs> you know, and, you know, we're going to tell everyone to use our friend as their, this XYZ business and, and stuff. Like, I wish it could be like that, but the reality of it is it's usually not, and so if we just, again, say, all right, it's not our, the job of our friends and family to be our support system when it comes to business, what are some ways that we can create support systems to help kind of keep us on track? And, and obviously coaching is one you and I have both utilized. Um, what are some other things that you do? Um, yeah, so obviously the coaching, but then the other thing is not allowing yourself to go down the rabbit trail of like groups and those types of things, but actually finding maybe one or two, maybe just one of people that are doing a similar thing to you. So for like me, I'm a part of a group that's a God led women starting podcasts. Oh, 
And so I, I'm not in the group all the time. I don't feel like I have to be in there, but I go in there every now and then and I reach out to people or, you know, I offer to have a conversation with people and people are so struggling in their own businesses that when you reach out and say, Hey, would you like to talk about it? They normally will take you up on it. And within a 20, 30 minute phone conversation, you can figure out if you've got a connection with somebody or not. Agree. Yes. And, and then I, just setting up the accountability with that oh, person. Absolutely. And I think too, for, you know, that I know that even that can be a little intimidating for people. So I will tell you this, like that loneliness, very, feeling definitely very alone and kind of weird, like the weird outlier in your life. One of the things that, uh, reasons I love podcasting and I love podcasts is there's a, ton of information out there and just people who are just willing to kind of that you can connect with even though you it's just a very one-way um medium but that is a way when you're just like there was a time when I was really like struggling with the rejection like with when you're in business and you're like oh you know I have this new client or whatever and then you think everything's great and then they decide to go with someone else like man, that hurts. And so there's been times where I'm like, oh, and you know, I, I try to talk to my husband or family or something. And they're just like, eh, it's okay. You know? And I'm like, no, no, it really, really hurts. And so one of the things that I'm grateful is just doing like a search in my podcast app just, and I literally typed in rejection and I was like, oh, there's a lot of, this is something that's talked about a lot out there actually in the small business world. And, um, just going and finding people that, and I thought, wow, it just was really helpful and healing for me. So, um, also I wanted to emphasize again, going back to like the time buckets, there's, you know, obviously the quiet time bucket I talked about, but physical and health, like that is, if we, we ha and I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Like I'm not, this is not my like topping I at fitness and going out and working out is I wish I was better at it but I when I do do it I remind myself like I feel better so getting out and just even if it's getting out for a walk or going to the gym or whatever that is also such an important element in avoiding um you know the the burnout and it can just kind of help boost your, um, you know, all those wonderful endorphins and stuff and make you feel better about things. So let's talk about, um, we're kind of starting to run short on time. So I definitely want to get to the, the line in our notes about what are you known for? So let's talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah. So, um, we, Janelle and I had had a conversation obviously before the podcast about what we were going to talk about. And we ended up discussing, the local versus online. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've realized over time that when people, uh, you know, face to face, they're like, what do you do? And I blurt out, you know, <laughs> I'm an organizer, I'm a podcaster, I'm a, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a life coach, I'm a business coach. And, you know, like I tell them yes. all the things, I lose them. Like they yes. don't want anything from me. They just want to run the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you're going to sell me something. I don't know what it is. I need to get what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I really 
have tried to where if it's something local, I talk about the organizing business. If it's on in an, in the online space and someone says, what do you do? Then I try to talk obviously more about either the podcast or the coaching. Yes. And this is something definitely like, it's always this thing, like when you do have a very successful business. So here in, in Vegas, like if you type in one organized mama or you are looking for an organizer, one organized mama is still going to pop up. I, I, you know, I mean, I think we served, I think my client database at the end was well over like 500 in there. So like, and you know, Vegas is a city between two and a half, two and 3 million people, but still, I mean, that's awesome, right? Like my wildest mm-hmm. dreams, I couldn't have done that. But now that I don't want to organize homes anymore <laughs> and I'm trying to like let people know, oh, I do real estate now, it is really hard to shake off that. And so we were talking and, and kind of sparked this that, you know, moving to Georgia here soon. And I'm actually really looking forward to it because I'm like, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm super proud of being known as one organized mama in Vegas, but I, I I don't want to be known as that locally. I want a little anonymity with that because what happens then is then it's that awkwardness of like, can I come see your home? Can I come see what you're, and I'm like, no, like, no, number one, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my I, I, I know my house is not perfect and it's not a museum that you can come and visit. And also, like, I don't want to do that work anymore. I don't want to work in client homes anymore. I've done that. I, I That was a season of my life. And now I'm on to different things. I'd be happy to teach you and send you a link to my podcast. But I'm actually really looking forward to sort of the anonymity of getting a fresh start in a new place. And even though it's small town, Georgia, like small town, but I'm actually really excited just to kind of go there and just be like Janelle, you know, and, and I was actually talking about that with my husband this morning. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because, um, and I'm not saying like I'm super famous or anything, but it's just something about like what I want it, what you want to be known for. And so again, like maybe you, your business is something like maybe you're, you, you're a baker and you're known for your fabulous cakes, but you have some woodworking skills and that's another creative outlet for you. Um, really kind of knowing how to define yourself out there in the business world, that can definitely be a challenge. So how do you overcome some of those challenges for yourself? Well, yeah. And for me, um, it's kind of like with your organizing and real estate before I had been an organizer, I used to clean people's homes locally. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, since I have started the organizing business, people needing a cleaner have come out of the woodwork. It's like all of a sudden they got the sign, Samantha cleans homes. And now every phone call I get is, will you come clean my home? And it's like, no, I'm an organizer. I don't clean homes anymore. And so, yeah, definitely just making sure that you know, I have that conversation. One other thing that I've learned that is super helpful is having a few people that do that thing you used to do. So you can refer them out. Yes. Yeah. Because whenever, you know, it's just awkward when you're on the phone and they're like, Hey, I, I need a house cleaner. Can you come clean my home? And I'm like, Oh, I don't do that anymore. I'm an organizer now. Then there's this awkward silence. And so now, yeah. So now I'm like, I don't do that anymore, but I do know this one company that's amazing or, you know, whatever, just so you have some kind of reference and you're like, okay, I'll text you their number. 
And then that kind of ends the conversation. Yeah. And what a <laughs> great way to, to support other small businesses. And that's definitely something I do. There's um, a wonderful, wonderful, um, gal locally here. Her name's Amber. Hey, Amber, if anyone's looking for an organizer in Vegas, she's on my website, but yeah, we, I do the same thing. She's amazing. And I know what type of client she's looking for. So she's, you know, I'll send her my referrals and, um, she's super grateful. She's amazing and super talented. And so what a great way to sort of pay it forward and support other small business people and people that are also trying to build their clientele that's a great way to sort of, again, do something, turn like kind of a negative into a positive. And, you know, um, people always appreciate that. So, all right, rounding out the episode here, I just want to end with talking a little bit about boundaries and the importance of boundaries. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> we both laugh. Um, and so that's a great point. What you just said, as far as like, I mean, we both have been in that position where I'll be honest, since I've done, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not working in client homes. And once in a blue moon, I I've taken a, a job from a past client as, to organize their home. And, and, you know, once you open that can of worms, you know, it's hard to like put that lid back on. So um, do you find that too for yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah. Cause as I'm sitting here saying, you know, the people that I'm telling, on the phone calls that I don't clean anymore, I still currently every week have three houses I clean. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just picked up one recently because it was the daughter of the, of one of the homes I clean every week. And you find yourself in this place of, well, I could do that and it would bring in this amount of money and it's already somebody I know. So why wouldn't I do that? But then you're all, you almost feel like you're going backwards because now every Thursday is the day I'm cleaning homes instead of doing organizing sessions or podcast stuff. Right. And it goes back to that thing of whatever you spend your time doing, that is going to grow. And so just being aware of that is super important. And I think too, this is what I will say. I honestly say just like with my podcast listeners and my former clients, People are more forgiving than you'll realize if you, there's been times where I've just said, look, I would love to clean your home. I love you. Um, but I, this is my focus now and it just takes up a lot of my time, but let me help you find somebody that can fill, you know, this spot or do this thing for you. And I think a lot, I mean, people, I, I don't think actually you've had any negative feedback when I have done that. And that is a very gentle way to sort of insert a boundary, not burn a bridge, you know, um, overcome a little bit of awkwardness is just tell people what you're doing because you never know. I mean, you never know what can come of that. And that, and you just have another fan, another part of your support system and stuff in place for that. So, so just letting your clients know, here's what I'm doing, or I only do this business on these days of the week or these different times of the day, that is okay. You know, that is one of the benefits. That is one of the reasons why we go into small business is to have some of that power over our time and what we do. So I want to do just a quick recap. Um, okay. So if you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur, you're not alone. There are a lot of us out there. It's important to build support systems for yourself. It's important to implement boundaries. You have to be a master of your time management skills. 
use digital, use paper, but whatever thing that you use, make sure you use it. Get in the habit of using it. And it doesn't mean you have to be working seven days a week, all day long, but start to create a system based on a lot of things that we talked about today. And what are some of the final tips you'd like to leave? Well, what I would say is also, if you're struggling with your time management, go get Janelle's course because it's phenomenal and you definitely need something. Like I am a huge advocate of the coaching, the courses, that kind of thing, because we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and so if you're interested in reaching out to Samantha and I to learn more about what we're doing, how we can help you with whatever, with uh, time management, uh, organization, professional organizing, business, life coaching, Samantha, how can people reach you? Yeah. So right now it's still um, herhealedheart.com. And that has all of my coaching and that kind of thing on it. And I'm actually in the process of building the website for the Pro Organizers Coach podcast that will be coming very soon. And I'm so excited about that. And then I'm still trying to talk Janelle into us, hopefully doing some kind of mastermind. Yes. Because I think that would be (laughs) so much fun for other organizers. Yeah, we'll definitely, we're, we're in the brainstorming phase of that. And I'm so excited. I literally get goosebumps when I talk about it. I'm so excited because I think it would be such a valuable thing. And like I said, one of the most, the top people that reach out to me for one-on-one coaching are professional organizers. And guys, for me, I thank you. You guys have really been awesome out there reaching out, but I'm changing things up on my website. The easiest way to get a hold of me, send me an email one organized mama at gmail.com if you're interested in the coaching and I'm doing a new thing with a monthly series on membership you can go back and listen to a podcast or just reach out to me at any time and I'll tell you what my current offerings are so thank you so much Samantha you guys go listen to her healed heart podcast subscribe to it it is so motivational it is like my favorite like listening in the morning type of podcast. Um, She does a phenomenal job out there. Stay tuned because I'll keep you posted on what we're doing with the professional organizer mastermind and the other stuff. So I wanted to thank you for joining us on the one organized mama podcast.